Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. After watching this uh, this weekend's game, Super Wild Card Weekend, are you more optimistic or pessimistic about the Patriots' future moving forward? Boy, I think I'm optimistic in that I think they understand that they have to address their offensive shortcomings. There's a lot of people who looked at the Patriots and said, well, they can play with those guys. The Patriots are every bit as stupid as the Miami Dolphins. Every bit as stupid. So the notion that Bill's going to go out there and big brain everybody in the playoffs... They didn't watch the same team as me. Patriots were one of the dumbest teams in football this year. So that doesn't get satisfied unless you put an offensive coordinator in place. How bad they were is starting to be undersold as we move one week away yeah. from the season. They really stunk. They were dumb and they couldn't score. Other than that, they were terrific. Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's Tommy Curran on Gresham Fourier. Just talking about where the Patriots really were as a team because it seemed like as the playoff games were going on this weekend and some of the things that you were seeing happen, people were getting frustrated saying, you know what, the Patriots could have beaten that team. No, 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 no. And it's beyond the offensive coordinator stuff. It's it's really a cultural issue that has to be addressed. And I think Bob Kraft at the top is saying, we're going to do something. Something's going to happen. Something big is going to happen. I'll get to that in a second. Joe Braverman, producer, how are you tonight, man? Thanks for being here. Thank you, KJ. It's uh, been a little bit quiet, but happy to be back. I'm not going to go there. It's the final countdown. That's the song right there. But look, it's it's one of those situations where... The Patriots have to determine, as an organization, the team that's been on the field the last, let's call it 25 games. Is this a team in 25 games that's going to be much better if you don't do something drastic? The answer's no. I mean, if you're talking about like Devontae Parker coming back as a wide receiver one, that's bad news. People are like, well, what about a trade for DeAndre Hopkins? My question would be, well, what will be coming back? Like you, you, you should say, like to get something that good. And the other part of it is because you just missed the playoffs, so you're. It's not like you're at the top of the draft, right? Like in in the NFL, you either have to be a really bad team to make a big move, or a really good team that has key pieces to make a big move, right? So 
you know, you look at look at Kansas City. Like for them to make for them losing Tyreek Hill wasn't the worst thing in the world because they had multiple pieces. But if say Tyreek Hill was on the Patriots and it was the one piece you had, that'd be devastating. So at some point the Patriots have to look at, huh? Do we look at getting one big piece? Then came the story from a site Bet Online that said if Lamar Jackson doesn't stay with Baltimore, he's most likely going to end up with the Patriots. Here's Ty Law on his thoughts about the conversation of people saying, why would you want to bring a guy here who quit on his team? Hell no, he didn't quit on his team. I mean, if, if anybody got any sense, you don't know the extent of the injury. People are going to speculate because he's going through a contract, but he did the absolute right thing. If he is injured and hurt in any kind of way, I'm not going to go out there and, and risk it because he's young. He got $200 million plus million on the line. And, no, you don't go out there and risk that because at the end of the day, that this is a business. I think he's proven that that he, he was willing to go out there for the team, take one for the team, and risk. A lot of guys wouldn't have went out there, Wiggy. You know that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they wouldn't have went out in the beginning of the season training camp. I ain't going. Yeah. Oh, KJ, please don't tell me your suggestion that they bring Lamar Jackson here. You're not one of those guys, are you? Well, first I would say that is a hefty price tag for Bill Belichick. But is it a hefty price tag for Robert Kraft? See, in this whole narrative, we talk about Belichick and everything in the team and so forth. You forget that he's still kind of an underboss in the big boss scenario of there's an owner who might want to make a big splash. Now, I'll tell you right now, the Lamar Jackson narrative will not play very well in New England. Why? Let's just call it what it is. Sometimes we like to see ourselves in the starting quarterback, right? Because we're out there throwing with our kids. You know, you want to put the quarterback jersey on. This is what kind of saves Mac. This is why you had a lot of hand-holding for Mac. This is why Mac was like top 10 in jersey sales in his rookie year, even though he was handing off the ball the most. Is sometimes you want to see yourself in the leader of the team. I get it. I'm not mad. I get it. But if you're one of those who thinks that, oh, that would be a bad move by the Patriots to get Lamar Jackson, are you kidding? Did you see what's been rolled out there for the last 17 games? They have this saying in the music industry, right? That it isn't about the person who can sing the best. It's about the person who people could feel like they can relate to the best. So you could you could have a person who sings, oh, they're absolutely crazy, and you know nothing about them. But then you might have an artist that's really pretty and affable, and you could sing along to them in the shower, and you don't sound bad because they don't really sound that great. Yeah, almost every singer now has like a sort of persona or a character, and I think that's what gravitates people to them. Right. So the idea with Mac Jones is you're singing in the shower to a bad tune right now. That's what it is. Hey, I'm and a great shower singer, just so you I, know. I don't need to know that. That might be too much of too much personal information, according to what we have in our handbooks here in the, in, 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 in the business. But thank you, Joe. Look, I get it. You have to admit that the love affair for Mac was trying to see Tom Brady all over again. The league has changed. You saw Tom Brady get exposed in a league where if you look at all the quarterbacks that are still left, in the, in the playoffs, they all could at least run for 10 to 15 yards in a game at a key point. 
Now, I'm not talking 78 yards leading your team and rushing Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones can do that. How many games would Lamar Jackson would have won if he was able to use his arm and his legs with two tight ends? <laughs> would Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith suddenly become important again? I mean, if you see what the Cowboys did last night, a lot of tight end action. Why? Quarterback's got a little mobility, can move, can extend a play a little bit, find someone up the middle. Let's just call it what it is. Mac is a British soldier in a straight line in 1775. But there are some people who are like, no, I don't want Lamar Jackson. He's injury prone. All these he'd cost so much. Do you want to win? Or do you want a belly ache? Now, do I think Lamar Jackson ends up here? No. I think Baltimore gets smart. They franchise tag him. They try to find someone to trade him to. But I also have news for you. If you want to hang on to Mac, he's eventually going to cost you $40 million a year. So do you pay for $40 million a year now, Lamar Jackson, or $40 million a year in three years, Mac Jones, at this I mean, point. I mean, do you really think, like, at this moment, Lamar's, or, sorry, Mac Jones is worth $40 million a year? I feel like even himself would say, yeah, Four would million. be a stretch. $4 million would be a stretch. And he's getting more than that. You're literally seeing the game change in front of your eyes, and you have two clear examples, one on the high end, one on the low end. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times last night. Well, they say, well, give him a perfect line. Give him a perfect running game. I'll get into that in about 15 minutes. Why? (laughs) It sounds all great. That's like Santa fitting down every single chimney when he goes to every kid's house. Come on now. And the low end on that is Mac Jones. And I'm saying if something is not addressed soon, this is why I say Bailey Zappi might compete for the job in camp is because if there is going to be a stiff quarterback back there that you like only because you and your kid can toss a ball in the backyard and feel good about it, you're not going to have a winning football team. It'll be worse than 8-9. and nine. The defense probably won three games this year. This easily could have been a 5-12 team. Here's Ty Law expanding more today on Ty Law Tuesday on the Greg Hill Show about uh, you would want Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson will be a fit anywhere he goes because he's that dynamic of a player. But I can't see Bill Belichick saying two hundred thirty-five million. I can't see that one. Now, if he was, if he will take a short, okay, anybody be glad to uh, uh, have Lamar. Hell, you talk about Brady going to um, Vegas. I bet you they'll take Lamar over even over Brady because of his youth, what he can do with his legs and his upside. You know what I mean? So if he gets out there, any and everybody will be glad to have him, including New England. But I just don't see them opening up that check. But he's going if he's out there in the free agent market, it's there for a reason because of his price tag. And it's going to take a certain team. And from a track record in the history, New England is not that team. Yeah. But Bob Kraft might be that guy. If he doesn't believe in Mac, you need to make a move now. There's nothing in the draft. 
that you're high enough to move up to get. You've heard Bob Kraft's comments about we haven't won a playoff game in I don't know how many years now. Now throw on top of that, we've missed the playoffs. In terms of his team, it's not my team. And then the $230 million that you're throwing about, you hear it is because that's what Deshaun Watson got. Stories are that Lamar Jackson was offered like 130. I believe if you get him above the number of Russell Wilson at like 165, Dak Prescott at 160, Stafford at 160, Kyler Murray at 230. You just have to explain Lamar Jackson. If you want to be here, you'll win pretty quickly. Yeah, and remember, Lamar's his own agent. He doesn't have an agent, so he's negotiating with himself. <clears throat> well, I know how that feels. You'd be the most talented person in the world. They won't speak to you. It's just like, hey, look, I'm just trying to prevent someone from robbing me of 12%. Because when you guys get in the room, it's like in the scene in Hamilton. You know, when you're in the room, when it happened. In the room, when it happened. Yeah, when you're on your, your own agent, you're in the room, when it happened, when it doesn't happen. But it all, that, that's also a whole other story right there in terms of the disrespect to Lamar Jackson because he's his own agent. Really? So a man can't speak for himself? I bet you're listening to him now when he, when he wasn't there. Uh, boss, I'm sick. <laughs> My knee hurts. It's a, it's a 2.5, almost a 3 spring, maybe 2.75, sir. Can't get out there. Wish you luck. I don't blame them. But if you're talking 200 to 15, and he gets to be able to reclaim his image, because a little bit's been tarnished, but it also says, it also tells you a lot. The guy's won an MVP. He's taken his team to the playoffs. He's done more in the first five years than some other guys have, like 10 years into their career, who are getting paid. I mean, my gosh, Matthew Stafford got all that money before he saw any type of wins. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Look, if Lamar, if, if Lamar Jackson comes here, you have a winning football team. If it's playing around and thinking like, oh, we'll try and make it work with Mac and we'll do some more hand-holding, that's cool if you want mediocrity. That's what all I've been saying. I said that this past season was really all about whether Matt could progress. And sometimes, there's a show on uh, Netflix, I think it's called like Lava Floor or something like that. Oh, The Floor is Lava. It's like a game show or something. Yeah, The Floor is Lava. That's it. Where, hey, we do want you to win the money. It just isn't always going to be easy. And if we don't give you top-notch creme de la creme coordinators, because let's face it, you think Patricia and Judge were creating anything new that was different, anything different than a basic Josh McDaniels operating manual? Tests. Tests. How you respond, how you react, what you do in adversity. Stories leaking out, or are you keeping it under your hat? Boy, I haven't heard a, I haven't heard a thing from the Bailey Zappy camp. We know the plays. Put us in there, coach. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ, late night. Don't be offended if I tell you that, look, you might not want Lamar Jackson because it'd be hard to throw that toss back and forth with your kid with a Jackson jersey on him to say it. More Patriots, Tom Brady next as well, plus dry January. I, I, I got a question or two, but right now it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. 
Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, it's a quiet night here for our Boston teams. The Celtics are currently on a seven-game heater and will go for eight in a row on Thursday night in a finals rematch with the Golden State Warriors. But news coming off the court as the team is interested in trading for Spurs center Jakob Pertl. According to Sham Sarania from The Athletic, Pertl is, quote, gaining significant trade interest from the Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. See, that second big guy off of the bench that can spell Robert Williams with some points and rebounds. What? Who said that? I I don't know that. Some things, weird things get said late at night. Uh, just a reminder for the NBA, the trade deadline is for February 9th, so it's still weeks away. The Bruins have back-to-back games in New York beginning in Long Island tomorrow night as they take on the Islanders. The team will head into the All-Star break with seven of their last eight games on the road. And this, a couple hours ago on the Rich Keefe Show, Scoops Keefe says, according to his sources, sides are close, but David Posternock's price may have gone up for a possible extension <laughs> north of $11 million per year. Look, the price on Keefe's head might be going up. He might have to do one of those anonymous sources where the guy's in a bar, in, like in a dark shadow. And they have to mask his voice. He might have to expose the source soon. Well, luckily, I got Bridget right next to me, so she can verify everything just in case. Is she the person in the dark shadow? (laughs) (laughs) She might be. You never know. (laughs) In a new report from Tom E. Curran, the Patriots' primary target for offensive coordinator is Bill O'Brien. Curran states that there is, quote, unanimity. I don't know why I can't say that word. Unanimity on all sides for O'Brien and that it would, quote, be an upset if New England didn't land their familiar face. The Red Sox officially traded starting pitcher Connor Seabold to the Rockies for a player to be named later or cash considerations. The team still remains linked to free agent Adam Duvall, and according to John Heyman, the Sox also have interest in infielder Josh Harrison. So he's on their radar. He also mentions Elvis Andrews and Jose Iglesias for possible options at shortstop. It's exciting. (laughs) I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Still to come, dry January. I, I, I need an explainer a little bit. But it's okay, though. I, I get it a little. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937 talking about these odds that if Lamar Jackson doesn't stick around in Baltimore, he would end up with the Patriots. And I was saying, like, look, there's just going to be a, a chunk of the fan base that's just not going to want Lamar Jackson here because it's going to be so hard to put a Jackson jersey on your kid and throw him the football back and forth when you're demanding him stand in the pocket. He said, Dad, the game is moving along. 
go to Ricky in Hyde Park. Thank you so much for calling KJ here late night. WEEI, you're on the air. Hey, KJ. Yeah. You you hit it in a nutshell when you were talking about the quarterback nowadays, one 10 and 15 yards when there's not a play. Now, Matt Jones is not – he's never going to be – he can't read defenses. He doesn't know how to make a play when there's not a play. Okay, he's never gonna. He's not that quarterback. You know what he reminds KJ? Have you been around here for a long time? Yes, unfortunately, I'm totally kidding. Uh, <laughs> too long. It's too long this time. Do you remember when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl in '86? Yes, in the smallest of worlds, I, I can tell the story. My aunt was engaged okay. to one of those players when they were in college. I won't say which player, but oh, yes. Is that right? Okay, yes. the Sullivan family owned the Patriots, okay? Yep. Now, they had a box of lucky times that year, just like just like Robert Kraft did in 2002. It was the fourth game in the year when the, when uh, Bledsoe were getting nailed and playing against Buffalo. Okay, now, yeah, we went to, we won all three wild card games. Right. And then we got crushed, I think, 46 to 10 against the Bears. Okay? Oh, it was a brutal. Now, it was, the Super Bowl party was at my house. My father had it. Right. It was like... We we got the rotated bad games. We even got the bad seventy seventy Denver seventy seven Denver Cowboys blowout. I remember it as a kid. Yeah, and then the, the third wild card game was against the Raiders. I think the Raiders uh, that put them in the Super yeah. Bowl, right? And, and what was it? Matt Millen that hit one of the Sullivan Brown brothers yeah. in the face with his mask. Yeah, right at the All end. Right. Yes. Now, when did we? When did they get Tony Eason in eighty five? Yes, because Eason's part of that right. same draft with Ken O'Brien. And okay. all those guys, yes, well, out of what Illinois. Was, what was the what was the Patriots record in '85? Oh they gosh, stunk. yeah. Well, they, yeah, they, the Patriots were bad for those couple of years okay. um, when uh, Grogan started I'm having the neck it, issues. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm just making a little. It's gonna. I'm gonna get to the point. Where, okay, now in '86, the Bucs are lucky chances. We went to the Super Bowl. Fine. Okay, in '86, what happened to Eason? <laughs> we got rid of him, right? Right. All right. Now, last year we went to the we went to the playoffs. They went back to Grogan in the game, right? They went back to Grogan because yeah. yeah, he was thinking up so bad. Yep. Right. And then last year we went to the playoffs with um, you know Crybaby there, little little mama's boy Matt Jones. Okay, wonderful. Okay, that playoff game last year was the '85. I mean the '86 Patriots with Eason. That's mm. what he is. He reminds me of Tony Eason, everybody that I hang around with agrees with me. And he says he can't read, he, he cannot read defenses. Now, KJ, what makes, and it's just even an average quarterback, what makes a good quarterback? When they don't, when there's not a play, they make a play. Now, awareness. Now Brady, awareness is the biggest thing. Awareness. Right. Exactly. Now, Bray did not, but he made a play when there wasn't a play because he read defenses. This kid cannot be – and you can't blame it on the offensive line because the offensive line was pretty good, I think. He he, he made the offensive line look, stink, look stinky. That's my theory. you got to get rid of him because we're going to get stuck with another year with him, and then this whole state's going to go, Oh, Jesus, and that's – that's, uh, that's my theory. Listen, I'm all in with trying to get Lamar. I don't know. Listen, he, they got to do something. Yeah. Open up the, the trillion dollars that they have in the bank, you know, and do something. And, you know, even with Parker, if you got Lamar, I don't know, like you said earlier, okay, with, yeah. with, with, with Smith and Henry and, and even just with Myers and uh, – 
this guy Jackson, God Almighty, I can see the state not. Not much money they'll make. Oh God Almighty, <laughs> Ricky! Thanks for the entertaining call, man. You're on point. Yeah, yeah. R- Ricky is on to something. Tony Eason, big name out of Illinois, big arm, chiseled chin, typical '80s quarterback pocket guy. Boo! <laughs> now, if you want some historical perspective, what happened after the debacle? Come '89. Yeah, there you go. By 89, you have four quarterbacks on the roster, and none of them are good. Eason's no good. Um, Eason's no good. Uh, Zolak is no good. Uh, Mark Wilson is no good. And they decide, hey, maybe we should try out this undersized Doug Flutie thing. Yeah, that's it could get to that if you don't nip it in the bud early. Look, the Patriots are the second most valuable team in the NFL after the Cowboys. So there should be, the, and plus it's the highest ticket. They the, the returns are great. Look, any business person will tell you, like, wow, spend low and charge high. It will increase your profits. New England's not poor. It's not. I was, Joe, I was looking at a house, million-dollar house. I was like, two-car garage inside of the what I call the nucleus, you know, like if for those who are outside of Boston who are listening, Boston's really set up like a nucleus, right? You've got the hub. I hate calling it that. And then once you get, you know, in inside of like Star Drive and all that stuff, like then you got like the second nucleus, which would be four ninety five, right? Million dollar house. Click it. Man, that thing is totally gutted. Like you'd have to spend Five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to rehab the house. Like they're charging you a million for the shell. I bet you two days later, if I went back and looked, that house would have been sold. This place is not cheap. You can spend. And you were just looking at it just to look at it. There was no actual interest because I would have suspected you'd stay away from those kind of prices. What? 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 A million dollar house? It was a basic house. It wasn't like. Like something grandeur. Now, if you're starting to move towards 495, yeah, you're going to get a little more bang for your buck. But if you're inside that initial nucleus, Waltham Inn, Milton Inn, you know what I mean? Like if you're inside that first nucleus, oh, million dollar house? That's your driveway. <laughs> you know. And, and that's the thing. Why can't the team make a move and spend for the quarterback? See, the reason why Tom Brady worked was because Tom Brady worked in college and had adversity. If you know Tom's story at Michigan and the Drew Henson situation was like, ah, you don't play me. I'm going to go to play for the Yankees coach. The coach was like, okay, I'll keep you around. Brady was always there to somehow pick up the pieces in those at least two years of, of college. Yeah, he, so was when, al- he was always a bailout. You yeah. Know, kind of thing, like a get out of jail free card in Monopoly. Look, a longtime buddy of mine is a guy named Trip Wellborn. I've been a Michigan, I've been a kind of a Michigan head since the late 80s. Trip Wellborn used to be a star uh, defensive back, all American, blew out his knee on a New Year's Day game. Known Trip, oh gosh, probably more than half my life. So I've always been a Michigan. I've always been following guys pretty much who've come through Michigan for the most part. I even know some kids who are now at Michigan because my business partner used to train them in Southfield, Michigan. Look, Brady was prepared for the moment, just that the league didn't know what to make of him because he couldn't start at his school. Where Mac Jones, it's kind of like, all right, two was hurt and Hurts is gone. 
get in there. That's your, that's your career. So when you get to the pros, your first adversity is going to be the continuing adversity. It isn't going to get easier unless you get tougher or tough decisions are made about you. Sometimes the first place you land, like, okay, if you want, like, ultimate Patriots history, time tunnel. Jim Plunkett is a great example. Number one pick, big-time guy out of Stanford, Heisman winner. Absolutely sucked when he got to the Patriots. Goes to the Raiders. They figure out something with his skill set because the game was starting to evolve a little. The whole thing about Plunkett was just like, stand in there and throw the ball. Don't run around. Then when he started coming in the league, it was like, hey, they have this thing called play action, and they kind of do a little of this West Coast thing where you can pretend to hand off the ball and throw it deep to Cliff Branch. Damn, I'm Encyclopedia Brown up here. I know. Your information is like, I'm wide-eyed because I didn't even know that. Right. So Mac Jones has kind of the pomp and circumstance of a Tony Eason, right? Tony Eason, I think, like went like two or something like that in the league when he was drafted. Um, but the hype machine of like Jim Plunkett. Plunkett didn't work out here. Now he ended up getting two Super Bowls with the Raiders, but that's from going somewhere else. You know what's funny about Tony Eason? I just Googled it. He was drafted the same position as Mac Jones in 1983. They were both 15th. Yeah. So, yeah. Tony Eason was this big arm out of Illinois. Jeff George would come behind him at, at Illinois. So, like, this was kind of the era of the big arm quarterback in the Big Ten, you know. And, but the game, you know, like some of these guys could not just be like a Marino, like, you know, and it's like I say, like they say in college, you can throw your guy open in college. <laughs> He's the five-star guy running against the three-star DB. You know, you, you, they both running forward at the same time. He's going to, he's going to be ahead of him by a second and a half. So you can throw your receiver open in college. In the pros, it's like you see that spot in your mind. You have to throw it to that spot in your mind and believe they will get there. And, oh, by the way, you may want to have a lower trajectory on it so that way only he can get there. That's an advanced awareness that you just can't sit and learn in a room. Maybe that's, I mean, I think that's where we're seeing with quarterbacks. It's like what I say with baseball managers. I would rather have a guy who could sniff the dirt and be like, do you smell the atmosphere today? It's going to be a lot of ground balls. That's the guy I want as the manager. Not some guy who's opening up some type of book and says, well, according to this. I mean, you don't even know if the guy that you're looking, you're talking about ate, ate a sandwich or soup for, for lunch. You don't even know all that stuff. And when it comes to quarterbacking now in the league, you have to have this kind of instinct. Like your third eye has to be on as soon as that ball is snapped. And maybe Robert Kraft wants to pay for that. Right? Because the Cam Newton situation looks so bad that it made Mac Jones look good as a draft pick. But after like a dozen games, I was like, you've done well. They put the right pieces around you. But nothing has really been earned yet. There's no fourth quarter drive. Look at the Jacksonville game. Jackson, did it look like Trevor Lawrence was un- unaware of what he had to do to win that game? Both of these guys come out of pedigree schools, Clemson and Alabama. They came in the league at the same time. Now, you may make the argument that, you know, 
Trevor Lawrence played more games in college and was drafted ahead of Mac. It makes sense. But last year, that wasn't the narrative. Going into this season, you were saying, hey, you know, if Jamar Chase didn't catch like 5,000 balls in a two-week sp- period last year, Mac Jones would have been the offensive rookie of the year. It was a shoo-in. The narrative was there. But the earned credits weren't. And so now it's, who do we get to help Mac kind of figure it out? Bill O'Brien reports that he's no longer at Alabama as of today, along with another coach. And that, you know, the hot name is Bill O'Brien coming back. Here's Tommy Curran on those thoughts. Look, with each opening at offensive coordinator that emerges around the league, you have to have a little trepidation that, there's going to be a situation that Bill O'Brien likes better than New England. I don't think there's a question that Bill O'Brien is more than amenable to coming to the Patriots, that he wants to. Will he want to go someplace else more because of money, opportunity? So I think there's things to work through, but ownership has in the past shown an interest in Bill O'Brien. I was able to establish by folks close to, to Bill Belichick that, he would absolutely like to work with Bill O'Brien. I went back and found some comments that Belichick made about O'Brien in 2016, about how much he learned from him, how much he enjoyed working with him. O'Brien has made it clear he wants to return to the NFL. And I've been told specifically by folks around the team that that's who they want to do the job. Yeah. But it's also what pieces are you working with to build the model car? Because guess what? The chargers just fired Joe Lombardi, their offensive coordinator. So if you're Bill O'Brien, you're not taking a call to potentially be the offensive quarter coordinator for Justin Herbert? Let's see. Justin Herbert in a really good defense that helped me. Or Mac Jones and try and see if the guy has any guttural skills to play in the NFL. And my old locker. Bill, we kept your office just the same way we kept Matt's and Joe's office just the same. Yeah. The Chargers may end up with Bill O'Brien. Just because the reason why they got rid of Joe Lombardi and the quarterback coach, I think his name's Sean Day, is because they got pass happy with a 27-point lead. So maybe they're looking for, watch this, maturity at the offensive coordinator position. We'll give you money to live in L.A. You're going to play in this nice SoFi stadium. High-scoring offense. Yeah, I wouldn't know of anyone who would turn down an offensive coordinator role with the Chargers. Ah, uh, Bill offense. O'Brien isn't. Again, this goes to the hand-holding of Mac Jones. I've said, look, you could bring in a third coordinator. It doesn't necessarily mean the information will take. I'd want the guy to be successful. I just don't know if it's going to be here. It's not the first time it's ever happened in sports or entertainment. That one can be good and it not work out at that place. It happens. You, if I'm Bob Kraft, I'm thinking about, I'm opening a checkbook. And there probably needs to be some newer blood with his offensive calling. Because saying, hey, Bill O'Brien coming back is kind of like, wow, I, I really don't want to see Lamar Jackson as a quarterback of the Patriots. I kind of just like my... My Brady Bledsoe Jones narrative. I like that better, more so than some guy running around, not in the pocket. 
He's prone to get hurt. He's not a winner. Huh? I have a group, one of my favorites called EPMD. They always used to use the word business in the, their titles of their albums. My favorite one, business never personal. Is it about winning or is it about feeling good when you go home to throw catch with the kid? 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Still to come, Jason Tatum drops another game with 50. Is he getting close or is he top five all-time Celtic? We'll have that discussion here in about 20 minutes. And dry January, I'm trying to figure this thing out. We'll do that next year. KJ Layton 8, WEEI. Thanks so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah! Late night. W-E-E-I is KJ. Oh, let the beat drop, Joe! Oh! Dun-dun! That's like Kravis' first album right there. Dun-dun-dun! Second, second album, second album. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come. Jason Tatum is sneakily getting himself into the upper echelons of the greatest Celtics of all time. I I put a list together. You might be shocked. That's coming right at the top of the hour. Speaking of the Celtics, Joe, I have to tell you this before we get to the text line. So I have this running prank in my family that my, my older brother is a diehard Giants, not so much a Knicks fan, but Giants fan, whole nine. Me, obviously, Celtics, Bs, Cs. Uh, uh, Patriots, Red Sox. Yeah, the old Boston versus New York. Right. So with my nephews, and they're only the only nephews I have, I load them up with with Boston gear. And his wife is from Canada, so she kind of is complicit in this as well. So for my two nephews, D and Max, D's like five, Max is three. So I found them like these old school Celtic shirts for kids, right? So I send them one, and one is of Paul Pierce. Great choice. <laughs> So my my sister-in-law sends me a video, and she said, my cousin asks, is this Uncle KJ? <laughs> like, oh, bless his heart, I'm not Paul Pierce. Maybe from 50,000 feet above in the sky, I might look like Paul Pierce, but no, this, I, I was really, I was really touched. He's really now sold. I should have lied to him and told him yes, and therefore any New York guy, team, whatever, will not amount to his uncle being on his shirt and being tied to the Celtics. Yeah, just, and, then, and then when you'd go to New York with them, they'd be like, why do they hate you? Say, okay, I hit this game winner at MSG. It was like a really big shot. That would be complex for a five-year-old. I think it would be more like 
Well, when hey, they get older, when they get, you older. know, when they start, sh- like if they show video of like the NBA Hall of Fame, it's like that doesn't look like that looks like the guy on my shirt. That doesn't look like Uncle KJ. So, it's it's a, it's a fun thing that's going on. So, shout out to my little nephews, man. They are, yeah, that's been so cool. Because I have all girls, so when you have like nephews, some guys can relate to this. You're like, oh my gosh, yes, jump up on stuff and jump around and. <laughs> the testosterone is just wonderful. Yeah, I got I got two nephews. One of them just recently born, but I have a three and a half year old. Where all we do is just literally like when yeah. when he comes over, we just like I, I grab him and we just fall yeah, onto my yeah, bed. Yeah, you can always do choke slams and stuff like you can't do that with. I mean, I do that with my daughter a little bit, but now she's eleven. You can't do that anymore. Now she's kind of like football's on. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you're definitely getting into your girldom. All right, text line 37937, what you got? 617 Texter thinks Mac Jones is a bust and that the Pats should trade him this offseason. Yeah, I mean, how soon is now in terms of value, right? Do you want to put him out there and get a replay of last year and then say, okay, now we want to deal him? People would be like, now look, my trash is picked up on Mondays and Wednesdays. Don't be dumping your Tuesdays on me. Yeah. So there's this thing called dry January. This is... Like, here's some things that I've been able to catch up with and understand the, the the motif behind it. Like, no shave November. It's supposed to be kind of this uh, solidarity thing um, with, I think, for breast cancer in terms of October. So October is like Breast Cancer Aware Month, Awareness Month. And I think no shave November is like the men's version of trying to do that to bring awareness to it. I get that. Then I started hearing about this dry January thing. I'm like... Dry January, like yeah, I, I know, I know all about it, KJ, and I yeah. just, I, I just want to give you a historical Help context. Me. Just yeah. we, we talked about, it. we were going to talk about it, so I just got some facts right here. Apparently, uh-huh. it was created in the UK uh-huh. in 2012. That's like 10 or 11 years ago, and the uh-huh. goal was to help slim down the waistline and save money by abstaining from alcohol for the whole month of January. Okay, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that Americans are following something that the British do? I mean, I know we, we hit them over the head 300 years ago, but you're still not picking. Uh, why follow blindly? But look, again. Hey, there's yeah. good news. There's good news. Okay. The good news is that the practice has shown to reduce alcohol consumption in those okay. who were previously increasing their alcohol consumption. So it works. Yeah, because you just came out of the daggone holidays. Look, Thanksgiving, you're drinking. Christmas, you're drinking. At the other holidays, depending on what your family dynamic is, you might be drinking, right? So, like, that. look, this is why I tell single people, do not try and get all of your emotions between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. All of it involves drinking, lies, and questions you don't want asked. So it, it, should, it shouldn't be dry January. It really should be dry February. Right. Like, January should be the month you do drink. All right. Well, if you're so big on this, I, I want to quiz you then. According, Uh-oh. I want you, according to Ranker, can you name the three most popular beers in the region? All right, so I'll, I'll give you five guesses to get all three correct. All right, and I'll, I'll give you some music to, to back you up on this. All right, hit it. No, I appreciate it, but I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. <laughs> Besides, I got a big day tomorrow. I'm doing right. We're, uh, we're going to go to Home Depot. <laughs> break the tree! That is the best from old school. We're going streaking. All right. All right. Go so I got, got I got a bell and a buzzer. So I'll All give right. you five guesses. If you can give me the top three or top three beers in the region, according to Ranker, then I'll say you're an expert. But if not, we'll just move it to the next hour. See if you can do it again. Top three beers in the region, according to Ranker. Now, let, let me say for 
dry January, don't you realize the football players are going off? What are you drinking with the chips? Water? Um, okay, New England, I got to go with a Sammy. A Sammy's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right there. All right, um, my favorite, because I like to take it in small amounts. I drink it like coffee, but but I get them in 20 ounces. Guinness, it's got to be in there. All right, I get five guesses to get three right, yeah, correct? Yeah, so you got, you got three more guesses, and all you need is one. That's all you need. Oh, uh, uh, you know, because I see him at the Red Sox games all the time. Is truly up there? Mm. Oh, thank God. I, you know, I got to think of, I just can't think of men 25, 54 all the time while I'm here. All right, Sammy, Guinness, no truly. Let's go to classic like Heineken. Mm. What? That was my uh, dad. That was my dad's favorite drink. I don't know why it's not in the top. Yeah, three. I've never understood like the the alcohol free Heineken. Maybe people just like the taste of just kind of like it's the kick that goes along with it. All right, so Sammy, so you, Guinness. You got yes. one guess. One. More I got guess. one more guess. If you can't do it, we'll just do it in the next hour. Oh, please help me if I get this wrong. Three seven nine three seven on the text line. Top three beers in the region according to Ranker. Sammy is one of them. Guinness is another. I've seen people buy this at the house. Maybe it's just because at the house, I don't know if it's cheap or whatnot. Maybe people do like it. Rolling Rock? Mm. Oh. All right. So, so I guess you're not an expert in dry January. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll try my hand to see if I can figure out this last one. You can help 37937 on the text line. What beer am I missing? That's top three beer in the region, according to Ranker. Next on WEEI Late Night with KJ, Jason Tatum. Starting to put them. Are they getting the bus ready for Mount Rushmore of top Celtics all time? That's next on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.